stopping and listening was the biggest thing. And that's one thing I learned at the gym was like listening to people's why they're doing Good. this. So like get out of my own way, like know that I can do it and that things do work. Cause I think when we start in real estate, we really second guess everything people are telling us to do. Welcome to the consistent and predictable income community podcast. The CPI methodology is the only system that teaches the proprietary process of CPI, which is the key to having consistent and predictable income for salespeople without letting time, money, and relationships fall through the cracks. Gainesville VA realtor Matthew Nagel started his residential real estate career in 2008. Matt has a keen sense of skill in analyzing market conditions to help his client and has focused on hyper-local geographic farm for the last five years. In this episode, Matt shared the best-kept secrets about geographic farming and how it helped him create a predictable income. My name is Dan Roshan. I'm the host of the CPI Podcast, which is the real estate show designed to help top producing agents leverage and scale your business, allowing you to earn more money in less time for seasoned agents to help you get to the next level of stable income and for new agents to help you find the right way to freedom and money so that each of you can reach your potential as a person and as a real estate agent, which means you'll have certainty in your future. Thanks for joining me. Enjoy the show. Join with Delara Wentz, who is a friend of mine and a fantastic real estate agent. Want to learn a little bit more about you, Delara? Share that with uh, with the general Facebook peoples. So I'll tell you a little bit about what I know about Delara, and then you can probably fill in the gaps because you probably know Delara better than I do. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> that's to be expected. So uh, so here's what I know about Delara. I know her first year in business, she closed thirty transactions. I know that she has a heart to help. I know that she helps a lot of military families and other families as well throughout the Northern Virginia area to buy a home or sell a home or invest in real estate. And I know that you got your license in June of 2018. So I was mm-hmm. like, what, two and a half years ago, two years ago, really. Mm-hmm. And currently you have $8.2 million of pending transactions uh, representing the families that you've been able to help to find a home or sell a home that are preparing for a closing, which is a tremendous amount. That's more than what the average agent does in about a year and a half, at least. So congratulations to that, Delara. And what did I miss? That's about it. (laughs) All right. So $8.2 million. I want to really dig deep on that. And I want to sort of backtrack before we do so. And you and I, we had this conversation about three or four weeks ago. And due to my highly incapable (laughs) skill set of technology, we had some challenges. That was on me. So anyway, so, so today I want to start back a few years ago before you got into real estate and tell us what were you doing before real estate sales? So I have worked in customer service. I've been anything from a waitress to a barista to hospitality. And I uh, ended up opening my own photography business when we were stationed in Hawaii, which went really, really well. The market out here was saturated for it. And um, in between where my husband was overseas, I also worked in a gym as a gym manager. So selling programs, personal training and things like that. And which of those were your favorite? All of them, really. I mean, being in the service industry was cool because you got tips. <laughs> so it was kind of like, what are you going to go home with at the end of the day? And then working at the gym was 
eye-opening experience to the sales world because I had never actually worked in sales before. And that was a commission-based job as well. So that was... What specifically opened your eyes to the sales world in that role? My dad had been in car sales for over 20 years. So I kind of got to experience what he went through, like building relationships with people. And my thing was when I was selling training, was it was very different than what the gym wanted us to sell. Mine was relationship based Mm -hmm. and they didn't want us to do that. They wanted us to be like, ah, you need this for your life to live. (laughs) So it was less like concern about what the client or the gym member was interested or needed and more just like sell, 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 sell. Exactly. And you were taking the approach of what are your goals? What do you need? Was that the disconnect there? Yeah. And I did really, really well. I mean, I became the manager after only six weeks of working there because of how much I was selling. And so, but it was a good eye opener. All right. So then June of 2018, you get your real estate license. Let's take back March of 2018. What were you doing then? And tell us about your mindset then. So my husband and I (laughs) were living paycheck to paycheck. I wasn't working at the time. I'd stayed home for a whole year with my son when we moved to Virginia. And we kept fighting over what we were going to buy at the grocery store. And I was over it. I was done. I was like, I'm going to go back to work. I'm over it. You know, real estate, something my parents always wanted me to get into. And I just thought, you know, this might be the time. And after talking to a couple of friends, I just decided to dive into it. Did you have some fear at the time? Was there apprehension? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I bet there was. Well, first of all, I didn't know how much it took to get your license, like cash wise. So I put everything on credit cards. Thinking to myself, like, I need to sell something within the first 90 days. Otherwise, this isn't the job for me. At the time, my regional director from the gym had been asking me to go work at a gym here in D.C. And, you know, I didn't want to do that because it's a very hefty schedule. So. Okay. So you didn't realize how much it costs to get a license. Nope. And then like the association fees, MLS dues and that type of stuff. About how much was it? Can you give us a ballpark of about how much it was? Because I gracefully failed three tests. <laughs> I think it came out to be about $22 to $2,500 okay. total. All right. So that's about a ballpark figure there. Okay. So then you get your real estate license. What's next? I got a coach. So okay. I got a mentor and a coach. I joined Keller Williams and Falls Church. And I just kind of hit the ground running. Mentor and coach, who was that? Was that before you joined Keller Williams or was that when you joined Keller Williams? Was that a part of Keller Williams? When I joined Keller Williams, I got a productivity coach and I got a mentor. So I got Eric Quadros as my productivity coach. And then I got Drew Swirsky as my mentor, who we are like two peas in a pod. We're like the same person. (laughs) So it worked out really well. All right. They're both fantastic. Okay. So then you got Eric and you got Drew helping you. Mm -hmm. You hit the ground running. What's next? So I got my first deal before my license even came in the mail. (laughs) I was at a friend's barbecue and this lady walked in and said, if we could find anything like this in our price range, we would buy today. And so my ears perked up and I was like, do you have a real estate So that was just like a conversation like (laughs) over by the hot dogs and you're... Yep. <laughs> and you're like, hey. Inside the house while dinner was getting ready and they were walking in along with everyone else and they just happened to say that. So was- so your reticular activating system honed in on that and saw the opportunity and you offered your services to, to be able to help them. And that was your first closing? My very first closing. And it was probably the easiest transaction I've ever had. <laughs> so totally. <laughs> set- <laughs> was a bit I was like, dang, this is super easy. I could do this. Yeah. 
right. Well, we'll talk about that here in a second, but I want to sort of stay in this. How long were you licensed? You, this was a few weeks at this point, month? So I months? actually met them a week before my license came in the mail. And okay. then, yeah, then we ended up looking at homes when my license came in the mail. All right, cool. And you mentioned that you learned a lot from Eric and Drew. Can you share with us like one thing that you learned from, from either of them or both of them? So really it was about being productive, like not being scared, getting out of my own way, what my negative mindsets were around real estate. Like, did I think it was going to be really hard? And then putting a plan into place as to how I was going to connect with people because I didn't know anybody here. So I really got to talking to them about like reaching out to my sphere of influence of so my people on Facebook and joining Facebook groups and, you know, getting to know people. And so as time went on, I, you know, met people in Panera and in Starbucks yeah. and, and things like that. So it really, really helped me to jumpstart my database and, you know, getting to know people, getting outside my comfort zone, and actually going and meeting people. I recently wrote the book, Real Estate Evolution, the 10-step guide to CPI, consistent and predictable income for real estate agents. I wrote this book because I have sold real estate since 2007 and developed an immense amount of experience and knowledge. During my journey, I've witnessed hundreds and maybe even thousands of real estate agents fail in this business. And I firmly believe that that's a shame. In Real Estate Evolution, I will show you the exact steps that I have used as a real estate salesperson to sell one to 15 homes every single month for the past 129 consecutive months. It took me more than two decades to learn the sales and persuasion techniques and more than one decade to master the real estate sales techniques to be able to produce the content that makes up this book. And it took me more than a year to write at a pace of three hours every single day. If you're a real estate agent and you're looking for consistent and predictable income in your business, I invite you to get the book, Real Estate Evolution. And you can get that by visiting www.therealestateevolution.com. And I'll even give it to you for free as long as you pay for the postage. I remember when I got licensed, I was in a similar position where I really didn't have a sphere of influence and had to start from scratch. And that was a few years ago, but I completely understand like being in that place of like, okay, because you were in Virginia for just a little bit of time, right? Yeah. Yep. Not even right? a year. So, yeah. So you got to really go out and, and make new relationships because I mean, how many opportunities are going to show up at the hot dog stand? Uh, at <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, all right. Fantastic. Now, guess what? This is about where we left off on the last show. Hey, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So your first transaction, really quickly, what happened next? So I signed them as buyers after the barbecue the next following day. And then um, took the wife out to see a property on Tuesday and went under contract on Wednesday and we were closed 20 days later. Okay, I get the easy transaction. Yeah. Okay. I get that. And I get the way that you're communicating of the sort of like, you know, almost like the stars are aligning and it just seamless and just you're absolutely responsible for the outcome. Yep. And so, you know, as they are as well, but what do you think you did to make that so easy? Like just sort of intuitively, right? Now you don't have the experience. You hadn't been with the guidance for long enough to really benefit from that. So yeah. how do you think it was so easy for you? I think 
obviously having a little bit of a sales background before. And I realized that at the very beginning, I realized that home sales wasn't the same because it was like homes are something people are already looking for. Yeah. I'm just assisting them on finding that place and carrying myself with confidence. And if I didn't know something, I went and spoke with my mentor, you know, but I didn't tell them flat out. I didn't know it. You know, I was like, yeah. let me check on that real quick, just to double check, you know, kind of thing or something like that. Just never putting a question mark in their mind about how I'm representing them was what I tried to do. Okay. So you exuded confidence. Right. Even in the face of not knowing the answers, and when you didn't know the answers, you simply said, hey, let me get back to you. And and then you got the answers and got back to them. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I want to make sure because that's <laughs> such a freaking easy thing. I mean, I don't want to diminish it, right? But that's, yeah. such a, you know, it's sort of easy to understand that. Yet I find a lot of agents struggle with that, particularly when they're new. I think my team leader, Sheila Quadros, helped me a lot with that because she, yeah. when I first joined the office, you know, when we talked, she was like, Real estate is not hard. You're literally just, you know, doing it. <laughs> so I tried, she said, don't overthink it. So I really worked on not overthinking the process. And, you know, because then you get caught up, you can talk yourself into a deal as quickly as you can talk yourself out of it. So <laughs> I think most agents, yeah, most agents actually talk themselves out of a deal because when they have the clothes, they just they, don't shut up. And they then keep they, saying something, right. <laughs> Stopping and listening was the biggest thing. And that's one thing I learned at the gym was like listening to people's why they're doing this. So like, why did mm -hmm. you show up today for this appointment? You know, to change your life kind of thing or what's the reasoning? So Okay, cool. Uh, so then after that, was there a gap between your next transaction or did you no. have to roll in pretty quickly? <laughs> yeah, I was sitting at Panera. And I was on my laptop and I had asked the guy behind me if I could use the outlet. And he said, oh, yeah, I'm done working anyways. And I said, oh, dang, don't tell me that. I'm about to start. And so then he asked me what I did. And I said, oh, I'm in real estate. And he said, funny story, I'm needing to sell my house. And I was like, what? <laughs> so, um, and I thought he was like just trying to make conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he called me two days later and was like, hey, can you come by the house and take a look? So I took a colleague of mine and we went and looked and put it on the market 20 days later and sold it in less okay. than 24 hours. <laughs> All right. So far, it seems like things are aligning in your career. And yes. um, so I want to get sort of like between there and here. Yeah. Did you have any struggles? I did. Yeah, yeah. There's no I did. yeah, of course there is. <laughs> Collecting a pipeline was my struggle, like making sure that there was still business coming in. So I actually turned to Facebook when I noticed that one, I didn't know enough people. And two, I had a very large community that I could be in touch with, but I, you know, didn't really know how. And when yeah. we were moving here, one of the Facebook pages was the best way to get advice from. So I decided to Okay, Start that's a military community? Yep. Okay. And so there was a Facebook group. Mm -hmm. And then so then in that Facebook group, you were already involved because you were moving here with a lot of advice. How were you able to then, you know, integrate into the group as a real estate agent, as a professional, as a resource? So it's relatively easy on those pages because people are coming to that page when they're moving into the area. So, I mean, some will just flat out ask, like, does anybody know a real estate agent? And then I just started putting my name out there. Yeah. Um, and then the first deal that I had, I asked her if she wouldn't mind recommending me on those pages, you know, when she sees them. 
Um, and then it just started building from there. So when I closed one, I would ask them like, hey, if you ever see it on Facebook, if you don't mind recommending me on there and then so on and so forth. So it really okay. helped me build up, you know, people who were incoming to the area and a pipeline. Fantastic. Thank you. And so besides that community, that Facebook and Panera and the, the barbecues, do you have another sort of like common uh, source of business or is that where the majority comes from plus referrals? So my my main thing is Facebook. I also obviously large sphere of influence now. So okay. um, I do, um, we do client events. So we've been doing client events now. So I'll do like a ladies night and have all the women come out and drink wine together and <laughs> you know oh, just talk. So we're trying to do them quarterly now. Obviously, so COVID just happened. So instead of putting money at a winery or something, which was the plan, we actually paid for all of our clients to have front porch photo sessions done. Now all of our clients have cute little family pictures and awesome. post them on Facebook. And <laughs> so About how many people are you inviting to the events? How many people show up, that type of thing? So we usually invite about 30. There's usually, for ladies nights, there's usually about 10 that show up because, you know, being moms and stuff and late nights. <laughs> but for like our front porch sessions and our other, we try to invite at least 30 to 50 people. And we always tell them like, if you'd like to bring a friend, that would be nice too. Yeah, particularly a friend that's in the market to buy or, or sell. Maybe. <laughs> or a great friend. Or so. maybe at some point in time. <laughs> Got it. Okay, so then... $8.2 million in volume in pending transactions. Yeah. Just the end of your second year of business. How? <laughs> <laughs> it's really about keeping in touch with people. So when COVID started, I checked in on everybody. And, you know, our coaches kept saying, make sure you're checking in on your people. Some people are nervous. Some people are bored. Like, you know, yeah. just see what you can do for them. Making relationships through our lenders and stuff and asking them how we can help them also because it's a give and take right we give you yeah, one if you have something and then i've been doubling down on my activities so you know note cards calling people i'm having conversation daily with you know past clients and things like that just asking them what's going on in your world or if i find something on facebook right now there's a lot of baby announcements going on <laughs> so sure. it's a good way <laughs> Good way to keep in touch with people. So yeah. So you say doubling down. How many phone calls? How many postcards? Or is it just sort of what you can get to? Because I know you're dealing yeah. a lot of time actually being with the clients. You know, tell me more about that. Right now, it's been kind of like what I can get to. But for the last week and a half, I've been really purposeful about my schedule. So before eleven o'clock, I'm usually doing activities that I need to be doing. So before I was making only like two to three phone calls a day. Now I'm making like five to 10 and usually I'll be in the car and I'll make, you know, a phone call while I'm driving. Cause I got at least 20 minutes to talk. Five to 10 in the morning. And then throughout the day when you're driving, uh, scattered calling people. Yeah. And obviously my current clients who are under contract, calling them to make sure we keep up with them. So 17 people, you know, families, a lot of people. <laughs> so, so you have 17. So the 8.2 is 17. Yeah. 17 under contract right now. How many buyers and how many are sellers? Three of them are sellers um, and all the rest are buyers. So we've been really, really busy. It's been a difficult market, but we're getting yeah. through it. You already know 87% of all real estate agents fail in this business. And you also know it doesn't have to be that way. If you're a real estate agent and you're looking for consistent and predictable income, 
I invite for you to get your free copy of Real Estate Evolution, the 10-step guide to CPI, consistent and predictable income for real estate agents. And you can do so when you visit www.therealestateevolution.com. I'll share with you your book that I authored to show you the way. And it's free. You just have to pay for the shipping. Thanks. So when you're looking at like during the last like 30 days or so, a lot of activity, a lot of work, you're probably working a lot of hours. Yeah. <laughs> I literally asked my husband on Father's Day. I was like, so if I go show property today, would you divorce me? He's <laughs> like, <laughs> like, probably. <laughs> like, All right. I won't go out today. I promise. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love you. I got you close. So, no kidding. So what are your thoughts on that? How do you feel about that? Or what are you doing to, you know? Usually I'm like 100% okay with it. You know, being busy is always a good thing. It's better than the opposite, right? But what I have come to the conclusion of is one, I need to hire. So leveraging. So we are in the midst of the hiring process with someone right now. Also, it's like a lot of work for not a ton of outcome, actually. So we would have more under contract if there was more inventory on the market. You know, so you're, just, you're, you're writing a lot of offers that are competitive, multiple offer type thing. And yeah, we've been yeah. losing like maybe two in order to get one. So that's like two weekends where we're out showing property and not getting anywhere. So, and it, it's upsetting for me as well as my clients, right? So yeah. I'm upset because they're upset and they're upset because they're losing what they think is their dream home. How many buyers a day? What's the most you've taken out in one day? So Saturday before last, I showed six different families homes. So I was out from like nine o'clock in the morning till about seven at night. The most I've ever done was three families in one day. And that was the day I realized that two families in one day was my max. Yeah. <laughs> my only problem is I don't know how to say no. And in this yeah. market, it's really hard to say no, because if you say no today, the house is gone tomorrow. So, But I have found somebody who's willing to help with showings when I do need it. That probably was the day that I could have <laughs> leveraged. Sure. Yeah, that's so great. for sure. I mean, okay, so you said that you're in the hiring process. What type of role are you hiring right now? So we're hiring an in-house transaction coordinator. That's our first. And then as my coach says, I need a second admin. <laughs> and I don't, you know, I'm trying to get into that mindset that I do. What do you think? What's the cause of your coach suggesting that? Do you have an idea? Because of our average closed transactions per month right now. So for the next three months, it's going to be a consistent six to seven per month. Yeah. So my biggest struggle is I'm a self-sabotager. Like I'm like, oh, this isn't going to happen next month, you know? And so she'll ask me like, don't you think you could do this every month? And I'm like, I don't think so. And she's like, well, if you had leverage, <laughs> you probably could. But that's actually why I have a coach to walk myself through that because I can't do it myself. So <laughs> I've also found that for some reason, one doesn't work out or they leave or whatever the case may be. You don't take the job back. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm a little nervous right now because my main assistant, my to be operations manager, she's going on maternity leave. So she'll be gone for 12 weeks and I'm so excited for her to have a baby, but I'm also terrified <laughs> because I have, so we did our best at implementing things ahead of time. So she's already got all, you know, my newsletters printed out and stamped and everything. All I got to do is put them in the mail. Social media posts have been scheduled out until September when she comes back. So we've put a lot of stuff into place so that I'm not freaking out about what I need to do. Did she have to kill herself to do that? No, she didn't. <laughs> I'm asking that because as you're sharing that to Laura, I'm thinking like, wow, you know, like there's a beautiful event that's causing 
to have a huge amount of preparation for the next 12 weeks so that there's no hiccups. And what's occurring to me is what would happen is even after 12 weeks, you position yourself so that you're always 12 weeks ahead. Right. Because you do that now without your assistant crushing herself. And yep. that might yeah. be a good thing, right? Yeah. I mean, that would be a very big positive. We should probably do that. <laughs> uh, it just occurred to me as you're sharing that with me. It's like, wow, that's possible. Yeah. Even being like a month ahead would probably be better than doing a day in day out kind of thing. But Lexi's been a huge godsend to me. So I'm, I'm very excited for her. And when she comes back, she'll be full time. So I'm thrilled. I'm super excited that I found her. All right. If you were giving advice to Delara two years ago, there's a short period of time with an extraordinary amount of experience. Okay. And so it's not like how much time you've been in the business, in my opinion, it's what did you do with the time that you've been in the business and what you've done with your time has been tremendous. So if you were saying to the two year younger Delara, some advice, what would you share with her today? I would probably say to get out of my own way like know that I can do it and that things do work. Cause I think when we start in real estate, we really second guess everything people are telling us to do. But as I've learned, you know, you listen to podcasts after podcasts and and they start becoming repetitive because they're doing the same thing. You know, it's just a different person. (laughs) So I think just letting myself know that doing those things will get you to where you want to be. I 100% believe I could have done more production my first year if I would have just gotten out of my own, you know, negative mindset of like, oh, this is a fluke, or these people are using me because we're friends, or, you know, those type of things. Because friends won't use you if you suck. So, (laughs) you know, so it's, yeah, I would just say, like, keep a positive mindset, keep the motivation, know that you can do it, and just do it. So what was getting in your way in that first year was a lot of mindset of maybe limited thinking. Okay. So you would suggest to get to the comfort level of listening. So you said like there's things on podcasts that you heard that were consistent. Can you think of one or two things that you've heard that was consistent that you promoted on those podcasts that maybe you didn't do? I would say no, because I ended up doing most of it. So pick up the phone and call people and just have a conversation. I mean, to me, if I was calling somebody who was in Washington State, where I'm from, I was like, why am I calling them for real estate in Virginia? Like, that's dumb, you know? But uh, it turns out that's not dumb because some of my friends have bought homes, you know, elsewhere. The big eye opener to me was somebody I went to high school with lived here in Arlington and I had no idea and ended up buying a condo with somebody. (laughs) It wasn't me. (laughs) And I was like, what the heck, dude? I post on Facebook all the time. I'm in real estate. And he's like, I'm never on Facebook. (laughs) How can somebody never be on Facebook? How's that possible? I know, right? (laughs) So picking up the phone, have a conversation with somebody, you know, talking to them consistently. I mean, they all do the same processes and I'm not trying to invent reinvent the wheel. I'm just here to do my day in and day out activities and make friends and create relationships. That's awesome. I wish you much continued success. One last question before we go. Where do you see Delara two, three, five years from now? Oh boy. Well, I created my team, which is the Valiant group. So uh, this year we're projected to do about 20 million. And my goal in five years is to have a full team, probably about eight or nine people and to create jobs for other spouses and veterans and then be doing a hundred million. Yeah. You know what I love about your answer there? And you may or may not be aware of it. You led with helping people's families. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was another, oh, and then maybe like a hundred million or so. 
Yeah, yeah. I always tell people I'm not out here to be a bazillionaire. I just really like what I do. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. And that's one of the reasons for your success is what you receive. I know you're grateful for, and it's an outcome of where you're placing your focus and your right. time and your efforts, which is just helping other people to achieve their goals, solve their problems, and as a result of that, you have personal success. Yeah, it makes my heart full. So I'm I'm excited. I found real estate. It's really filled a void that I've had for a long time. So all right, cool. If someone wants to get in touch with you, how can they do so? They can call me 425-941-2428. No, I will not get rid of my Washington state number. And <laughs> or uh, reach out to me on Facebook or email, which is dlarawentz at kw.com. All right. Delara, <laughs> thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I Thanks, wish you yeah. much continued success. And I hope to be able to continue masterminding with you and see how we can help each other out. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Hate the feeling of missing out and not knowing where to start? Aside from grabbing a copy of The Real Estate Evolution, the 10-step guide to CPI, we also encourage you to join our ever-growing group, the Consistent and Predictable Income Community. Apply for a membership at the Consistent and Predictable Income Community on Facebook and visit us at thecpicommunity.com online to listen to our previous superstar interviews. Hey, I just had the best 45 minutes interviewing Dan Roshan. He's from Virginia, right outside the D.C. area. He's been in a stable market for a long time. Within 18 months, he'd created so much success where he was actually able to buy the brokerage as a real estate agent. Dan is a leader of vision, focus, and passion. His enthusiasm is truly infectious. He just came out with a book for real estate agents to kind of help people pivot. We went through and talked about how to succeed in adversity. If you are still listening, it is because you align with the CPI community. That means that you love to learn. You are ambitious, qualified, smart, and professional. Mostly, you understand that you're in charge to design your life. If you do not want to wait until next week's show is posted, I invite you right now to visit www.thecpicommunity.com, which is the official website of the CPI community. There, you'll have access to eavesdrop on past conversations I've had with the top salespeople, business owners, and entrepreneurs. The content is free, and there's no opt-in. If you really want to hit the ground running, I encourage you to apply on the homepage of thecpicommunity.com to become CPI certified. It is a compensated service, and those that have become certified have reported back that they have more than tripled their business sales and done so in 20% less time. The CPI certification is a part of the CPI curriculum, which is the blueprint where you will learn the proprietary process of CPI which is the key to having consistent and predictable income for salespeople without letting time, money, and relationships fall through the cracks. Lastly, I invite for you to share this podcast with others who are competitive, love to learn, assertive, relationship-based, self-starters just like you so they can also benefit. And please leave us a rating or a review and subscribe now so that you'll be notified of the next show. Thank you again. I'll see you on the next show to your success. If you're a real estate agent and you're located outside of the Washington DC area and you have a client that wants to buy a home, 
sell a home or invest in real estate in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C., Maryland area, consider to refer to me. I promise that when you do so, we'll treat them like gold, update you throughout the process, and most importantly, we'll make you look good. And we'll pay you a nice referral fee. If you're a real estate agent in the Northern Virginia, Maryland, or Washington, D.C. area, and you're seeking certainty and predictability in your business, contact me now. I'd love to be able to set up a conversation to show you how we can help you to close transactions every single month of the year. Just imagine January, February, March, April, May, every month of the year that you have income coming into your pocket to help you and your family. Hit me up on social media or email me, dan at greetingsvirginia.com. Love to set up a time to chat.